this morning, <clears throat> I actually want to just share something that's, that's on my heart, um, something that I've really wrestled through. Um, if you have done those tests during, I don't know, school or university where you kind of, you write this test, I know it's a bit of a sensitive word nowadays, for, especially for the students, tests, but uh, <laughs> it, it is one of those, I don't, I don't actually know what they call it, but it's a test that tells you what, you know, you should study one day, those tests that tells you this is your career, uh, this is actually going to be the most helpful thing for you. Have you done that? I've done that. Um, and so some of those tests are not necessarily bad. I mean, it, it does help to kind of put some words to, you know, what you are inclined to do. And uh, I actually wanted to become a professional golf player. You know, I know it's, uh, so <laughs> I usually get this response when I say that. <laughs> but I remember when I encountered the Lord during high school and I gave my life to Him, that my desires, my passions started to change in my heart. The thing that I was living for started to, to, to change in my heart. Suddenly, I was like, really? A golf player? You know what I mean? For some of us, golf is really hard. It's, it is hard. Um, and, and, and so I was like, Lord, is this what you are calling me to do? Is this really what you want me to do for my, for my life? Is this, what, is this your will for my life? Or what are you calling me to do? And as I started to walk with the Lord, it, it, it really did feel like he's changing my desires. He's changing my heart so that my heart can actually beat for him, for what he wants and not for what I want. And I realized wanting to become um, a, golf, a professional golf player was what I wanted. And I studied something else, and it was, all of it was what I wanted. And the Lord does take you on a journey, and sometimes it's not always clear. You know? And so I studied law as well for like a year. Um, and, but, so it doesn't mean I missed God's will. I think it was in God's will because I met my wife in my first year. You know what I mean? And what if God wanted me to study law for a year so that I can meet you, Henry? We can't put God in a box with our lives, yeah. And so this is the journey that I was on. But I remember starting off with the Lord. It is actually quite an uncertain time. You're kind of figuring out, you know, Lord, what are you calling me to do? And maybe you've been walking with the Lord for years, and still that question pops up, Lord, what are you calling me to do? What is your will for my life? We have asked that question. Lord, what is your will? What is, what is my purpose in life? You know, it's, a, it's a, such a relevant question. And I do think all of us have a desire to know what is my purpose in life. Because if we do not have purpose, it's kind of we're running aimlessly. That is what the Bible speaks about, a vision cast off restraint, because you kind of have no vision. You can't see where you're going, so you're kind of running aimlessly. You're running without a compass. Is that the right pronunciation? And you're running without a GPS watch in nowadays. You know what I mean? And so it's important to know what does God want for my life. And I don't want a test to tell me that. I don't want the internet to tell me that. I don't want my circumstances to tell me that. I don't, want, I don't want the way I was brought up to tell me that. I want God to tell me that. And this morning, I want God to come and speak straight into our hearts. This is what I'm calling you for. This is your purpose in life. And so if you've ever asked that question, what is my purpose? What has God called me for? You're asking the right questions. You really are. If you, if you don't care about it, are you actually potentially running aimlessly? I do think we need to grapple with those questions. Lord, what are you calling me? What is your will for my life? Because we actually need to do that. And so 
This morning, I want to speak about it. What is His will for us? What is His purpose for our lives? What is God's will? And, it, and I know it's, it's quite tempting to kind of just take a, a decision based on personal comfort. You know, It's easy to think, you know, I like this, so it must be God's will for me. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't always work like that. You know, sin can be nice and fun, but is that God's will for you? No. So you can't go based on feelings and your emotions. It's part of it, but we need to get God's heart here. We need to listen to His voice and and live that out. And uh, we should instead actually listen to what He wants, what is His will. And we need to know it. We need to really want to know His will. Who wants to know God's will this morning? I mean, we want to know what He wants for us. We don't want to just run this race, run this, this, life, this race of life and kind of hope we, we kind of do what He wanted. No, man, what is God calling you? And let's position ourselves accordingly. And so it was so beautiful to just listen to the prophetic songs and the words that came out this morning because there is a sense that, that God is who He says He is and we can trust Him. We can trust Him. He knows you. He, he formed you. He made you. And I know if some of you might feel differently, but God knows. God knows you. He created you, man. You might think, no, it's my parents. Yeah, yeah, sure. But God created you. God knows you. God knows who you are. And He knows what He wants for you. And so, if you want to open up your Bibles with me or just read on the board with me in Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 10, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So there's a sense that, man, if, you, if you're born again this morning, you are created in Christ Jesus. He, he called you for a purpose. He called you to work for Him. He called you to do good works. And what are these good works? Something that you are kind of inclined to, or just this morning I woke up and I want to do this good work, or is it actually which God prepared in advance for you to do. And so we need to go, okay, Lord, what did you prepare for me to do? And I need to do that. That is what it means to follow God's will. What did you prepare for me, God? And that's what I want to do. And we need to figure out what does he want for us. And so I want to say that you are created on purpose for a purpose. Don't forget that. You're not a mistake. You're not here running aimlessly. You're created on purpose for a purpose. And so it really is important to know what God's will is for our lives. And so even just looking at Jesus' life, in a, it's quite an interesting story if you want to read within Mark chapter 3, verse 35. And so Jesus was ministering and he was you know, traveling around, um, preaching the gospel and, and doing signs and wonders all over the place. And, and um, is that 35? Okay, just keep that up. But I want to read from 31 quickly. Just listen to this. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived at this place where Jesus was at. And standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. And a crowd was sitting around him, around Jesus, just picturing this. And they told him, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. And he responded, asking, who are my mother and who are my brothers? Then he looked at those seated around him in, in, this, in a circle and said, Here are my mother and brothers, 
And then he goes on in 35, whoever does God's will is my mother and sister and brother. Is that right? Brother, sister, mother. There we go. Whoever does God's will is kind of Jesus' family. And it's not disregarding physical family, natural family. It's just saying, man, currently this is, we are seeking the Father's will. And we should not just look in the natural. We should look at what God wants. And so it, it was actually said, they actually said of Jesus that, man, this guy's demonized. He's demonized. This guy's losing his mind. He's going crazy. And Jesus was just doing his father's will. And if you want to properly follow Jesus, people might say the same thing to you. And it might be that you are demonized, but we need to work on that and cast out demons. But if you are properly walking in what Jesus has called you to do, people will not be happy at times. People might say things. But whoever does God's will, and, and I don't know about you, but I don't want to just have the, the, the label of being a Christian. I actually want to live a Christian life. I actually want to live someone that follows Jesus. I actually want to live in every part of my life in a way that, that, that is actually honoring God. And not just, man, I'm, you know, I've said yes in you know, some time in my life and I kind of live my life my way. Saying yes to Jesus is also saying yes to how He wants you to live what His will is for you. And then 1 Timothy 2, um, verse 3 to, to 6. <clears throat> um, this is good and pleases God our Savior, verse 4, who wants all men to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. For there is, a, there, there is one God and one mediator between God and, and men, the man Christ Jesus. Amen. There's only one way we can get saved. Who gave himself as a ransom for all men, the testament given in its proper time. And, and I want to say, actually, if you want to know what God, God's will is for you, is to be born again. At its most basic, God's will for you is to be a child of God. Is someone that accepted him. Someone that repented of this sin and said yes in following Jesus and trusting in Him and believing in Him. And so before we get caught up with the where should I work type of questions, firstly, are you following Jesus? That is God's will for you. That is His plan for, for me and you, is to follow Him and to be saved. And that really is the first step in accepting God's will, is, is I say yes to the, to the Lord. And I know we can get caught up with you know, nitty-gritties, but actually our first step is saying yes to the Lord. Lord, I want your will. Not my will, but your will be done and man even even this morning i want to remind us that the lord he is our lord and savior he's not just our savior he's our lord we follow him in afrikaans hy is ons here hy is ons hier dit beteken ons vol hom we follow him he is our lord and and i want to actually say this if you it's so easy to keep ourselves busy with the things of life, of the things of this world, but not the things of Jesus. And, and it can quickly become something that we just kind of waste our life at the end of the day. I don't want to stand on that last day looking back at my life and I'm like, oh, I wasted my life on important things out there, on my career and all these type of things. I want to stand on that last day saying, Lord, I've wasted my life on you. And it's not waste. It's not like waste in a bad way. It's like, man, I poured out my life for you, Jesus. 
I want to stand on that day and say, Lord, I've given my everything. I've given my everything. And so even if you are here this morning and you are not a born-again believer, don't waste your life on the world. Just pour it all out on Jesus. There's a quote that Ryan actually mentioned recently. It says, one, only one life, it will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, it will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And so don't waste your life on, on things that will not last on that last day. We want to be, be those who are children of God. Amen? So in John 1 verse 12, listen to this. Yet, is that on board? Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Isn't that beautiful, man? We can be known as children of God. Those who, who believe in Jesus, those who received him, can be, be, be called children of God. And it's a beautiful thing that we read here because we need to receive him. Have you received him? Have you believed in his name? then we can be, be called children of God. And, and again, I'm giving a basic foundation of what it means to be in God's will, is we are children of God. In Psalm 143, verse 10, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. And so there's a sense as we, we know that we are children of God, as we know that we have given our lives to Him, we kind of need to go and like, okay, Lord, now you teach me your will. You need to teach me your will. I don't want to teach you my will. Isn't that what we do at times? Lord, let me teach you what my will is. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the other way around. Lord, teach me your will. What do you want for me? And once we re receive Jesus... We follow him, and then we need to give ourselves to be taught by Jesus. And, and, and his desire is to lead us. May his spirit lead me. And, and we can know that the, the, his spirit leads us. Like even Peter this morning, praying that the Lord will come and fill us of his spirit. Is the spirit alive and active in your heart this morning? Like, do you have a sense of hearing his voice? Do you have a sense of knowing what, he, what he's thinking, knowing what he wants? We can know him that way. It's not just a theory in the Bible that we read about in an intellectual way, but in an experiential way. We need to know Him. We need to know Him. So we need to give ourselves that the Lord will, can, can teach us. Teach us your ways, Lord. Teach us your ways. So let's dive into to some of the things that, we, that get, you know, will help us in uh, figuring out what God's will is for our lives. Uh, we'll just do a test afterwards quickly, you know, if some of you want to. <laughs> In 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, um, verse 16 to 18, be joyful always. How many of you are doing really well in this? Always, the always part. Like we are occasionally joyful, right, at times? But, but, but the Lord says, be joyful always. Pray continually. Uh, how are we doing on, on that front? And in verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. This is God's will for you, is that you actually be joyful always. That you actually pray continually. 
that in all circumstances, no matter if your car, if your car breaks down, you give thanks in all circumstances. That is God's will for you. Have you ever thought about God's will for you that way? Or have you thought about His will, okay, where should I work? You know what I mean? Where should I live? And those are things that's part of it. But actually at the core, man, we need to be children of God and we need to reflect Him. And we need to be joyful always. Praying all the time. In all circumstances, actually give thanks. Be grateful. Because everything we have is actually grace from the Lord. It's not, it's, not a, it's not your rights. It's not a given. It's just, Lord, if you take everything away from me, I still have enough. I still actually have, have more than enough because I deserve hell, actually. Do we have that heart? Because if we do, then we'll find it more easier to give thanks in all circumstances. We'll be, we'll be more joyful. Like I even said to, to Albert, who led us in worship this morning, like even for the, for the whole church, for all of us, we need to kind of be joyful in our worship as well. We can't stand here and, you know, it's not what you guys did. You actually did well, the band. But there's a sense at times where we kind of, Jesus, we're here for you. And we're like, Jesus. Like, tell your face that. You know what I mean? It's like, we need to actually, come on, we need to be joyful. <laughs> Oh, man. And it's, it's actually interesting if you look at the scripture of, of uh, God's will, and, and you know, part of that is being joyful and, and pray continually and giving thanks. It, 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 do you see with me that there's a sense of if you, if you moan and groan, it's not God's will for you? If, you? if you complain about everything, it's not God's will. And I'm not saying ignore things. There's a right channel in dealing with things. But if you're always complaining, always finding fault in everything, I don't know if it is God's will for you. And so we need to watch our attitudes. If you've got a bad attitude, I don't know if it's God's will for you. <laughs> and so in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, um, I think we've got from verse 1. Finally, brothers, we instructed you how to live in order to please God. As in fact you are living, now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. Of the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified. Who of you know what that word means? Where's all the theologians, Paul? <laughs> it is actually a word that means we become more like Jesus. And I'll give you a glimpse of what it really, like just some explanation on that. But it is God's will that you should be sanctified so that you can look like Him. And then He gives us how, how that you should avoid sexual immorality. And then He goes on and just explaining what that means. But this is, and then actually in verse 7, I don't, you've got it. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. So, what is God's will for you? is to be pure, is to live a holy life. Have you ever thought about that? God has called me, man. My life's purpose is to be pure and holy. <laughs> and we need to really grapple with this because this is what He's calling, calling us to. And, and to be sanctified, it really is that you're setting your life apart for God's special, for God's special use and purpose. 
You're setting your life apart that my life is not mine, it's His, and He can use me for whatever He wants to, and whatever His purposes are for me, my life is set apart for Him, and I become more like Him. And so we journey through sin, we grapple with those things, we, we journey through insecurities, and you know, whatever happens in our lives, we journey through those things so that we can look like Him, so that I can be used by Him. That is what it means. And so God's will for you is to be without sin. Did you know that? Like you can fight sin. I want to encourage all of us this morning. You can fight sin. There was a time where I thought I'll never get through porn. I'll never get through lust. It's just falling time and time again. You can beat that thing. You can get that thing down. Come on. Be pure. Be holy. Man, we shouldn't be defeated Christians in any way. We can fight sin. And so I want to say that anything that does not look like Jesus in your life is actually not God's will for you. And so look at your life. Is there anything in me that actually is not reflecting Him and we need to get rid of those things because we want to reflect Jesus? That is His will. And so just something that might be helpful for us in, in, in the way we pray about His will. When we ask Him, Lord, what is Your will? And we kind of have an idea of what it is. I do want to say, it will never contradict what the Bible says. God's will will never contradict what He says in the Bible. So, let me give you an example. If you've, you've got such a generous heart, you want to bless people, right? I mean, that's all of us, right? We want to really... We want to be generous people, okay? But I don't, have, I don't have much, so how can I be generous? Okay, well, let's go and steal some stuff. Let's go steal money. But I want to be generous. I want to use that for God's kingdom. I want to, I want to lift other people up. That's kind of contradicting to the Bible, right? It's a stupid illustration, but you know what I mean? So you can't, you can't manipulate God's word to fit into what you want. We actually need to yield to God's word. We need to yield to Him, what He wants. So we can't, we can't contradict the Bible. You can't have sex with someone that's not your spouse and say, but we love one another. We're going to get married anyway. We, 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 we often hear those things, not in our church, but it's, it's something that, that's quite regular, actually. But love wins, man. Love wins. Can I say, we need to really be careful of this hashtag love wins thing. I do think it, it often becomes something that we just do to sin. And uh, we just say, but God is love. He is love, but His love is righteous. His love is holy. We can't manipulate and just stick her love wins banner over it and I live my life like I want it. We need to be careful of manipulating things. God's love does win. But we need to know what love is. We need to know what His love is. And that love wins. So we can hashtag that love wins. But that love wins the world, worldly things. Is that all right? It can't be a license to sin. It can't be. Then that's hyper-grace and that's ungodly. We can't. 
We need to be holy, man. We need to be pure. We need to take God's word for what it, is, what it says. We can't nitpick what I like and what I do not like. We need to take the whole Bible, the whole scripture. And so whatever you do, ask yourself this question. Will this glorify God? Will this actually help me grow spiritually? Will this actually help others grow spiritually? You need to ask yourself that. If you want to you know, go into something, you want to consider this job, consider this uh, a potential husband or potential wife, ask yourself these questions. Will this make me more like God? Will this make me glorify Him more? Will this actually help me grow spiritually? And is this, is that, does that make sense? We need to know what His will is. And can I say this, that we can actually know what God's will is. We can know. I know it, it's, it's, it's difficult to know, but we can know what, what, what His will is. And so in Romans 12, verse 2, it says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Isn't that beautiful? Like in other words, as a child of God, I don't want to be conformed to the patterns of this world. I don't want to, to be like the world. If people look at me, there should be evidence that you reflect Jesus. I don't want to look like the world. And so there's a responsibility that we need to take that I actually want to follow Jesus and not my own will. We need to be transformed by the Spirit. Are you allowing His Spirit to come and transform you? Yeah. And I want to say that the more, the more we are transformed by the Spirit, the more we know what His will is. It's, it's an interesting thing. It's like, the more we, we are like Him, the more we know Him. The more we know what He wants. We need to give ourselves to be transformed so that we can know His heart and know what He wants. Are you guys still alright? <laughs> to be honest, it is quite difficult for me to, at times, um, know God's will for, for my life. Because you know why? It requires patience. It requires patience. And it's not one of my, my strengths, to be honest. <laughs> it's not one of my strengths. I want things done yesterday. And so patience is, is, is something that I'm working on all the time, you know. And it's hard because I do want to run and do things for God. And I want to, you know, I've got a vision. I want to do it. And all of those things are great. But God is patient. God is patient. Someone said recently, God takes a really long time to do something very quickly. <laughs> Isn't that true at times in our lives? That God takes his time. He's not rushed. You can't rush him. He's patient. But when he does something, he does it. And, and, and for me, that's a challenge, to be honest. You know, it's like, Lord, why are you taking your time? Surely, Lord, do it now. <laughs> But often God comes and He tests our hearts. He makes sure our hearts are pure and in the right place. And we, didn't need, we just really need to learn to be patient and walk with the Lord and trust His timing. 
And um, the reality is why it's difficult is because we want to know what's His will at once. Like, even if I ask the question, what's God's will for you? You want an answer. You want, okay, this is, this is what His will for me. But do you see, I kind of have taken, I don't know, 20 minutes already, and you kind of still don't know really what, you, what His will is. Because God is individually, is individually focused. I can't tell you, Yaku, this is God's will for you. And surely I can come alongside you and we can pray together and we can kind of witness in the Spirit what God wants. But you need to know what God wants for you. And it's a journey. It doesn't give you the full picture at once. And I hate it about Him. <laughs> I wish He could just tell me whatever He's seeing for the rest of my life. But He doesn't. And I've learned to trust Him because you, don't, you know why? If He gives me the full picture, I'll start to make it happen myself. I'll start to trust on my own ability. I'll, st- I'll start to trust on my own strength. We, we often, this is how I know him, often he gives you the next step. He, gives you, he just gives you the next step. I'm like, Lord, that's not really what I asked for. I asked you to tell me what's my, what's my will for my life, not for the next step. But he, he gives you the next step, and then you need to take a step of faith. Okay, Lord, I'll, I'll trust you. Still doesn't really make sense at times, but I'll trust you. And this is how I know him. And then once, you take, once you've taken that step, and you still have that heart of, Lord, lead me, he'll give you the next step. Okay, okay. I think I'm in God's will. I don't know. I think, what do you guys think? And get people around me. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Okay, Lord, what's the next step? Okay. And by faith, we, we actually grow into God's will in our lives. And yes, He is our vision. Yes, He is our destination. Yes, by faith we look towards that day when He's coming back. And we always need to keep that in mind. But don't take that as an excuse to make it happen yourself. But I'm going to just let God fit into my life. No, no. Just trust Him for the next step. Trust Him. It's difficult, eh? It's difficult. Because we want to be in control of our lives. And man... We need to trust God's timing. Let Him just show you the next step. And can I say this? If you are faithful with that step, He'll lead you into the, into the more. He'll lead you into the next step. But don't try and grasp for the next step. Where are you standing now? Be faithful in this season. Be faithful in this step. And let God lead you. Often, again, it, it feels like it's taking too long, so we're kind of making it happen ourselves. And we just hope God is in this. It's difficult to do do it that way. But actually, where are you now? What's in your hands currently? Be faithful with that. If there's a a call of leadership on your life, if there's a call of being whatever God wants you to be, and you're not there yet, what do you have currently? And be faithful with that. And God will make a way in His time for you. Okay? Okay. I hope that helps. Because often, I don't want to spend too long time on this point, but I do feel like often we want to give God the T's and C's, right? We want to tell Him, T's and C's apply, Lord. <laughs> and we kind of give Him the, just kind of a list of, you know, what He wants to do to, in our lives. But actually, it's, He wants what He wants, and we need to get behind that. 
We need to fit, fit into His will. And because at times we want to tell Him, you know, Lord, I think I need to work there. I like that place. I want to work there. Lord, I want to marry this person. This is, this is definitely your will for my life. Is it? I want to live there. I want to buy this. I want to buy that car. I want to buy this thing. And it's not bad to buy things. It's not bad to live in a certain way, in a certain place, and all these things. But actually, is that God's will for you? That you consider Him in prayer? That you ask Him? Lord, is this? I remember just with you, I had to ask the Lord, Lord, is this the person you want me to be with? Because our hearts can be deceiving. But actually, we need to know what God wants. I mean, often, just, just as a testimony, actually, from coming to Bloom to plant the church, we were in, in, in just outside of Cape Town in Wellington. Mountains, beautiful, all right? And we loved our time in Wellington. But then God spoke. God spoke. I want you to go to Bloom. Then you know it's God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bloom is amazing. But it is a sense that God spoke. <laughs> and when God speaks, we do. When God speaks, we do. Our hearts, my heart was instantly yes. And oftentimes we're like, no, surely not, Lord. That's not your will. And you kind of look at other guys. And say, oh, what about Bloom? You know, why, why don't you go, go to Bloom? But God spoke to, to us and he's, he has spoken to you. And this is God's will. And we need to do it's not like, you know, Lord, I'm telling you it's not bloom. If God says something, that's we do. And it is relational, and He does consider you and all of that, but if God speaks, we do. We need to have that heart. And we can, we can kind of negotiate with the Lord, but I, I usually lose in those uh, conversations. So if you have, have one in a negotiation with the Lord. It does feel like when the Lord speaks, we kind of just yield to what He said, and we do. And so we need to have faith that he, what he wants is what we need to learn to want at, at times. All right. Because it's, it's about him. It's not about us. It's about him. I always say this, and I hope this thing sticks to our hearts this morning, that we are part of his story. He's not part of our story. We are part of his story you know, people have asked me, how's your ministry going, Hoya? And I'm like, me, it's speaking to me. Because it's not my ministry, it's God's ministry. It's His ministry, and we actually all called for the ministry. So I actually should ask you, how, how's, how's God's ministry going? How, how did it go this week? How, did it, how was it in communities? How was it in your workplace? Did you get to minister God's word? Did you get to minister His spirit moving? Because we all called for the ministry. We all. It's not, it's not my, he fits into my life, he fits into my ministry. We fit into his. When he, when he left the earth, he said, I'll give you my spirit so that you can continue his ministry. His ministry. Not to say that every second guy can start his own thing. We actually are all on this journey continuing his ministry. So you need to find that purpose in your life. You're not here to just sit and listen to a great preach, hopefully. And get tickled by in, in your ears and like, oh, that was so encouraging. Oh, that was a bit harsh. Or, you know? No, no, no. It's like you should be stirred for the ministry after this morning. 
You should go like, man, I've got a purpose. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to minister Jesus to this broken world. This is what we called for. And let me, let me finish off. I want to uh, say that as we grow in the Lord, we, we find His heart. We actually find what He wants. We get His mind. We, we start to learn what He thinks. We start to learn you know, what, he, what, he, what He wants, what His heart is. And in, in 1 Corinthians 2, it actually says it, that we have the mind of Christ. So if you're a born-again believer this morning, you carry, and I know it's not about you, so don't get, you know, but we carry his heart. We carry his mind. And so, yes, I do pray about everything, but I also carry God's heart, and I carry his mind. So if Theo asks me, Theo, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I want to do this. And I know it's not, I just know that's, that's actually sin. It's not God's will. I don't have to go and pray about it. Because I, I'm carrying God's heart. I'm carrying His mind. So I'm just, no, no, that's not God's will for you. I'm not, I'm not taking you know, God's authority. It's not what I'm doing. But I'm carrying His heart. I'm carrying His mind. So we get to know and learn what He wants. And yes, we do pray about everything. But also we carry His heart and mind. Is that, is that clear? And we need to really, it's, it's almost like to illustrate, if you, the, the better you get to know a person, you, you, you actually know what their desires are. Like, for example, Yohanri and I, we married for almost seven years. I kind of, I, I think, I know. <laughs> I don't want to get, get too excited here. I think I know what her desires are. I think I know what she wants. And I don't always get it right as a husband, but I do, I do think I know what, what uh, she wants. You know what I mean? And it does, there's something of that as we got to know one another. I mean, that in the, in the, while we were friends, I kind of tried to figure out what she wants. And, and uh, usually it's very difficult for the men to kind of figure out what uh, they want, you know what I mean? <laughs> I saw this picture one day. It's not part of. I, I just wanted. To, I saw this this, this meme on, on somewhere of um, something of explaining. I probably shouldn't make this joke, but <laughs> gonna get in trouble. Let's move on. <laughs> Come and ask me afterwards. Come and ask me afterwards. <laughs> but we get to know the other person's desire, and I, and I do think as we get to know the Lord, we can start to learn what His desires are for us. And so it's, I'm just thinking, uh, our son is still small, so he doesn't do this. But I, I just looked at Lucas, Aaron's son, is, uh, in Milan, you guys. And just, the, the, the kids are old enough to run around and, and play with a ball. And I can't wait for that moment where I can just play rugby or cricket or something with James, you know. But there's a, there's a sense of, imagine this boy, they, they live on a quite a busy road, busy street, and the boy is playing with this ball, and the next moment the ball just, the ball just goes into the street, it runs you know, down the road, but it's just cars coming from all, all sides. And so the natural thing for this boy will just to be run after run off the ball, you know what I mean? But because he knows his father, his father would actually want him to not do that. His father would actually want him to, wait, come and ask me actually, 
and I'll go with you. So you know what I mean? So you don't take, you don't assume, no, this is the right thing. You actually, what does my father want? And I want to do that. And the same with, with, with our relationship with the Lord, and I want to end with this. We need to get to know him, that we learn what his desires are, that we actually, when there's a situation or where there's something that we get confronted with, we can know what he wants because we carry his mind, we carry his heart. And then actually we get to obey him as we walk with him. I'm, I'm thinking of that, the Lord's Prayer. Isn't that a beautiful piece that I just quickly want to read? It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I mean, it goes on. But I do want us to get this heart. Lord, it's about you. Let your kingdom come. Not my kingdom come. Your kingdom, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. And we need to have have our heart set on his kingdom. On his will. Matthew 6 33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So there's a sense we can trust him with the things, but we need to seek his kingdom first, his righteousness first, because it's about his will, it's about what he wants. And this morning, I'm not here to tell you what, you know, this is the specifics of God's will for you. I'm here to encourage us, man. Let's set our hearts and minds on Him, on what He wants, because it's not about our will. It's about His will. And even if you feel like, man, I think I am walking in His will, keep doing that. Keep doing that. I know it's, it's the hard road to take. It's not the easy road to take to lay down your life and say yes to the Lord for what He wants. It's not easy. Christianity isn't easy. It's It's hard. But it's worth it because one day Jesus will come back and then I want to hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. It's just, I don't want to put like an unrealistic expectation on us, but will he say that to us, actually? When we get to that day, will he say, well done, my good and faithful servant? And I do think if we yield to him, if we submit to him, if we surrender our lives to him and we allow ourselves to be taught by him and we follow him, and we, we are faithful with what He wants for us, we'll hear that. We can hear that. And I want to encourage us this morning. Let's give ourselves to the Lord. Let's give ourselves for His kingdom. And let's follow Him. Amen? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we want to thank You that You have given Yourself. We thank You, Lord, that You really had such a heart for, for us and, and to do your Father's will. That is, you even said, it's not my will, but your will be done, Father. And, and I pray that this morning that we will have the same heart, that it, it's not about our will, it's not about what we want, it's actually about, about you, it's about what you want, God. And I pray, Lord, if some of us even have, have chased after things of this world, if we have chased after our own dreams or even put words in your mouth, Lord, I pray that this morning we will yield to you that you will come and speak, that you will come and lead us. Lord, I pray that, that this morning that we'll lift our eyes afresh, that we realize that we are part of your story. We are part of your ministry. 
And I even pray by your spirit that you'll come and activate each one of us this morning for your ministry. Come, Lord, just in this moment, just activate something in us that we know that we are called, that we are called for a purpose. You've got a will for us, and that is to reflect you, and to go out, Lord, and walk with you. And as we do that, Lord, we make disciples of all people. And I pray that, that we will be those that, that, that's quick to be obedient, ready to do your will, whether we feel like it or not, whether it's exciting or not. Lord, we don't want to chase after idols. We want to chase after you, God. And I pray for some of us this morning that feel like I don't know what the next step is, that you will come and make it clear, that you will come and nudge us into where you want us to be, God. Give us the next step, God. I pray as we have an expectation that you'll give us the complete list of the rest of our lives, I pray that we'll learn to trust you in the now, in the next step. Not needing to know everything before we trust you, but actually we say yes before we go and follow you, God. We say yes, Lord. And I want to ask you, all of us this morning, if you haven't said yes in following the Lord in your life, Maybe you've been in church or have been exposed to Christianity in, in some way, but you haven't said yes to follow the Lord, which means you repent of your sin, you turn away from the life you're living, you hold on to Him, and you follow Him. And if you haven't said yes to that, and this morning you feel like a nudge from, from, from Him that you need to say yes to Him, why don't you respond where you are this morning if you're sitting here this morning and that's, you feel like that's you? Just lift your hand where you are. I want to pray with you.